Cooking had been her refuge for nearly as long as she could remember. She had begun with cookies and cakes as a child, then moved to main dishes. When it was time to go to college, she knew she wanted only to study cooking at a respected vegan school. There were not that many. She headed for New York and studied vegetarian cuisine, trying to find a way into the industry in the city. She poured two cups of cashews into a small saucepan and brought them to a boil for three minutes. It wasn't the ideal method. It would have been better to soak the nuts overnight. But she was hungry now. Into the food processor, she poured the nuts and a little more water. The recipe was something that always made her think of Liam, and she'd been avoiding it for that reason. But she couldn't avoid it forever. Tonight her body ached for the creamy goodness, the sense of comfort that fat and solid carbs lent. She had met Liam at the Green Table, a high-end vegan restaurant on the trendy Lower East Side. The chef, Kevin Morell, had studied with Alice Waters and a handful of other sustainable food advocates and had won a cooking show, which gave him the cash he needed to open a restaurant the right way. The food was entirely vegan, entirely perfect, but from a work perspective, Kevin was known for his intensity. Liam was his sous-chef, as calm as Kev was fiery. The first time Ruby had seen Liam, he was peeling curls of carrot into a bowl. He worked cleanly, quickly, and he was whistling to himself. His hands were works of art, long and powerful and impeccably clean, the fingernails perfect ovals. The skin was tanned, and his wrists were covered with golden hair. She wanted to paint those hands. They made her think of a monk cooking in some medieval monastery, an idea that seemed ridiculous considering she'd never even been to Europe, so how would she know what that looked like? But it was clear, the picture. Liam, in a rough brown robe, his sleeves rolled back on his forearms, herbs hanging to dry behind him, a skinned rabbit on the wooden table beside the cutting board. It made her dizzy. She even smelled the dill and the blood. She was wondering how she, the lifelong vegan, would know that skinned animal was rabbit when he caught sight of her. Hey, he said in his low voice, you must be Ruby. She looked up, still feeling disoriented, and was snared in his pale green eyes. She fell in love just that fast, at first sight. It was as if she'd known him forever, as if she only had to remember his name. Her heart did not beat faster, but it filled with a sensation like sunlight, like music. He gave her a quizzical expression. Where do I know you from? A laugh fizzed right up through her throat. I don't know, the 14th century? He gazed at her for a long time, looking at her eyes and mouth and breasts, and that giddiness danced through her. If she could have, she would have kissed him right then, right there, but she would have to wait for him to realize they were in love. Which he did, by the end of the day. It was fast and clear, their beginning. He brought her to his tiny rooms over a nightclub that sent pulses of sound and beat through the floor, and they made love all night, barely pausing to eat. It was as magical as anything she had ever known in her life. 
By the end of the month, they found an apartment together and were inseparable for six years. In her food trailer in the middle of the night, Ruby boiled water for fettuccine and chopped onions and garlic to brown in olive oil. The scent filled the air. Liam, 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 her monkish lover. That part had proved to be achingly all too true. He was sometimes difficult to live with, hard to please in his shunning of pleasures. He gave up wine or bread. He fasted. He ran for miles and miles and miles. He sometimes would not make love because he was giving that up for a stretch. But he loved her as insanely, as possessively, as unmistakably as it was possible for a man to love a woman. That was one of the things she loved most.